0: Welcome to the Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the Meteor community. This episode is for Friday, February 20th, 2015. This week's episode is brought to you by Modulus.io. They are the single best hosting option available for Meteor right now. Go to Modulus.io and check them out. They offer a marketplace, they offer you Mongo databases... It's very easy to integrate with other Mongo databases. They offer WebSocket support with sticky sessions. They do everything right for your Meteor app. I use them for everything that I'm doing. I would highly recommend you use them as well. Modulus.io. Our next sponsor is Compose. They offer production-grade database hosting for all your Meteor apps. They have a great option called Elastic Deploy, which allows you to easily turn on the Oplog-enabled Mongo database that your application needs for scaling to large amounts of users. I use it for Crater and uh, any other production apps that I'm doing. I highly recommend it. You should check them out, compose.io. Not only do they do Mongo, but they also have Postgres and Redis and Rethink and all kinds of options. So again, check them out, compose.io. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my special guest host, Rishi. Welcome to the show. Hi. Am I saying that right, by the way, Rishi? Yeah, that's that's correct. Okay, awesome. Got one right. <laughs> I decided to invite Rishi on the show this week uh, because I wanted to talk about this week in Meteor. Found that very interesting when you posted that last Friday. I'd already made the show notes, so didn't really talk a whole lot about it, but. Uh, Really wanted to uh, get into it this week. Uh, a lot of good stuff in there. So I, I guess tell people, you know, what this week in Meteor is.
1: This week in Meteor was started because of an internal thing. We started at Differential for Thursday meetings. I decided to like, do some research and give some insight on what's going on in the Meteor universe. I got a lot of good feedback internally and that turned into a public thing. And now it's this week in Meteor for everyone.
0: Yeah, and that's awesome. And you guys, you actually slapped together a quick Polymer website and uh, just signs people up to MailChimp, right?
1: It actually isn't Polymer. It's uh, Materialized CSS. It's very nice.
0: Yeah, it looked like Polymer. <laughs> this week, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the some of the topics from this week in Meteor. And then uh, we're going to talk about Mongol, And uh, then we're going to talk about React in Blaze. So... Get some opinions on some of that stuff. I've got This Week in Meteor 2, version 2, pulled up. I just thought we'd kind of scan and look at some of the interesting things. You know, the, the interesting one to me, I actually heard about this from someone else before you posted it, was the Oplog Backlog. Uh, did you look at that a whole lot?
1: I looked at it a little bit. I don't have too much information about it. I have like a general understanding of why it was implemented.
0: Yeah. So basically, uh, Oplog is kind of a double-edged sword in that it can help you easily scale to multiple processes, uh, processes, however you want to say that. But it allows you to, to run multiple Meteor apps and... Rather than running the pull-in diff, which takes a lot of computing power, looking for changes, you can subscribe. You can basically act like a Mongo replica and tell it you need the op-log, and it's a special collection that, it you know, it streams changes out of. So your, your Meteor app can listen to that and, and get that, like, automatically, right? And so that's great because we don't have to do the pull-in diff, and so it can really reduce CPU, and we can start scaling out to a lot more boxes and they're all going to get their updates nice and zippy. But the problem comes in when you're shoving a lot of data down through your Mongo. Like, let's say you're doing thousands of writes a second or something. You know, if you think about uh, something like Dira, hey, Aeronoda, <laughs> he is dealing with uh, thousands and thousands of performance analytics coming in every every few seconds, right? And the issue there is each Meteor app is going to have to process all that huge backlog of data. And there's no way to say like, I only care about this portion of data being updated from Oplog because it's really just there to make sure replication happens smoothly between multiple Mongo servers. So what the Oplog backlog allows you to do is you can specify like how far behind the backlog can get before it's going to just flush the backlog. And I think, I think when it flushes the backlog, it'll like forcibly run a pull query, maybe. Yeah. So there's like a too far behind environment variable you can set. Interesting stuff. You know, they're they're trying to figure things out. What What did you find interesting in your?
1: Uh, one thing I found interesting was the MongoDB upgrade, because with the driver that they upgraded it to, we might be able to actually use Mongo Mongo 3.0. Which has a lot of performance improvements from 2, especially with the new storage engine that they're using Wired Tiger.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, what they did is they updated the Node Mongo driver to a version that supported 2.6, uh, but they were able to go. They just grabbed a version that also supports 3.0 as well. So uh, this is going to be huge because you know no one's no one's really tested 3.0 yet that I've seen. But my guess is. With the Wired Tiger, the Mongo team is touting it as spectacular. So, my guess is we're going to see good things. We've talked about some of these before, like the each in helper and the template level description or subscriptions and that kind of thing. The other thing that I saw that was interesting was. The I didn't read the Blaze Two proposal, but it's on my to read list now. You said it was quite huge.
1: Yeah, I definitely recommend reading it. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there and loads of discussion from different community members.
0: Also the stream based tool, build tool, that Slava's kind of, you know, working on a looks like a hack pad for. That looked interesting to me. But again I haven't I haven't read that one. Probably the the more interesting one, is you said, you you put this under the uh, updates in the Meteor community, but using React components in Blaze, the really interesting thing to me is that this is a package from Avatar, and if you go look, like, there's actually a project that they have it installed in. It's called, like, Squares or something like that, and it looks like they're experimenting with this idea of using React components inside of Blaze, Oh yeah,
1: I see it. Uh rectangles. They were a repository.
0: I don't know. That's that's uh that's exciting to me that they're uh they're playing around with that and they're putting out packages, right? So, you know, Sashko put out a package the other day uh that had a little functionality in it and now like Avital is putting out a package. So it's it's interesting to see them kind of playing around with the framework in a in a different way. Like it's not part of core. Yeah,
1: I I think that's a good way to help improve the project itself. So, you get a g- good comparison of uh, how other projects are doing it, or even allow people to just use React in their pro- in Meteor projects as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's no, like, we in Blaze land, I guess, in, in Meteor land, we have packages. And you could theoretically build a web component that way. But, you know, it might be, oh, here comes a train. It might be really interesting to, um, be able to tap into like a true react web component and use that because all of a sudden you open yourself up to a huge library of available content that you can piggyback off of which is always a win was there anything else interesting in uh, issue two you wanted to highlight or talk about one of the things
1: i really found interesting was the multi-core support in the meteor cluster package that Arnota and the meteor hacks team are working on so like there's there's all these strides and scalability coming out, like uh, recently, and I think that's that's really big.
0: He actually posted it. It's just a screenshot on Crater, and there's some decent discussion going on in there. Yeah, one guy said it was like a pointless screenshot, and I said I wouldn't call it pointless, but you know we need more information. And so he said, uh, you know, he's got. Uh, four cores on, it's a DigitalOcean eight gigabyte machine. He just used one machine and he had uh, four cluster workers and he had two or four passenger processes. And basically, you know, this graph looks almost identical between the two. So, I mean, what are we gaining here over using passenger because NGINX kind of does a lot of this stuff for us. So I would love to hear his thoughts on, what we're gaining by using cluster instead of passenger.
1: You should get him on the next podcast to talk about that.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll invite him to blog about it first. (laughs) So I would, I would, again, like I would highly, highly recommend you subscribe to this week in meteor. It's this right? Yep. Yeah. So definitely worth paying attention to. For me, like, I, I see a lot of the community stuff anyway in Crater, but, like, all the combing through the commits is hugely valuable and understanding what the Meteor team's working on uh, I think is awesome. Like, they might be hating life right now because you're doing this, but at the same time, like, uh, exposing a lot of these conversations to the outside world I think is a is a very valuable thing to uh, have happen. So.
1: Yeah, it's helping me get a better understanding of the – the direction that Meteor is taking.
0: Like they talk about it, but it's not, you know, it's not like publicly exposed anywhere very well. So, you know, it's it's quite interesting. All right. Uh, real quick, um, if you have any questions for us, we'll uh, t- maybe take a question or two at the end. You can use the uh, Q&A app. I absolutely have no idea how that works so um i think you can leave a comment on the page i don't know if that doesn't do it then i'll pay attention to the comments as well on the google plus page also uh the sponsors this week are modulus.io and compose.io if you listen to the the podcast version of this you'll you you would have heard that in the in the bumpers but if you're interested with modulus you can use uh the coupon code MET Podcast and get a twenty five dollar credit. We don't have one of those for Compose. I should ask them for one. But uh they're awesome for for doing hosting and, and all that kind of like production stuff. So I'd definitely check them out. And then the next story is uh Mongol. Did you uh did you take a look at this at all? I saw it, but I
1: haven't had a chance to play around with it just yet.
0: Yeah, I haven't installed it in an app yet either. I'm kind of excited though to, to put this into one of the apps I'm working on. But basically it's just like this, this little, I was, I was literally talking to someone in the, uh, Meteor Club, uh, Slack chat about having a tool that would help you maybe be a little more security conscious. And, um, this basically exposes your mini Mongo collection, like whatever's in your, in your mini Mongo memory, it exposes it in this, this nice little package that sits in the corner of your application. And so you can click on it and bring it up. And like, you know, the, the demo version, it shows you that you've got a, a account list and to do's in there. And so you can click on that and kind of browse through the data that's actually there. You, you can actually even do changes from the console. So really interesting stuff. You can uh, remove stuff, duplicate records, like all kinds of Mongo-ish things. You know, for me, like having this there shows you like what data you're exposing through publications and through, you know, find calls and all that.
1: I think it's gonna really help uh, speed up the development process by actually using the package and testing your data quickly.
0: The other awesome part is it uses the debug only flag and uh, keeps it out of production for you. So it only shows up in your, your development environment. And then the they've got like hotkey activation and all that kind of stuff, which is cool. You know what I would love to see is like, did you see Sasha's post um, about like template outlining? Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So I'd love to see that integrated here. And you can hit a hotkey and just like turn on the template level outlining Uh, which basically shows you, like, puts a border around every template. And then when you hover over it, it tells you what template is rendering that data, which is pretty freaking awesome. And then he's even got, like, it flashes and shows you a count to show you, like, when a template's re-rendering. So you can kind of tell if you're re-rendering a template too often or something. So I I could see that being a real handy addition in Mongol as well.
1: That, That could even be a separate package in its own.
0: Could be, yeah. Yeah, maybe just hockey. But it seems like they've done a lot of heavy heavy lifting here. Alright, so definitely check that out. Uh if you want to see it, it's just at uh, mongol.meteor.com. Pretty awesome. Uh and then the last one I, I guess we we technically talked about, which is the uh the React and Blaze. You know, again, it's just it's super interesting to me to watch. The Meteor team building packages instead of building things into core. So, all right. So now is time for a few questions. Ben said, yo, it works, bro. And that was all we got. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. So have you been working on anything interesting or exciting other than this week in Meteor?
1: Not too much. Only because I've been bogged down with school. And then this week in Meteor, it took some time this week. It was a very long one yeah nothing too interesting right now
0: nice yeah so are what are you going to school for? I go to school
1: for basically computer science,
0: but you're getting all your education from the meteor community anyway <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's funny for me this week uh, I was working on eight days of meteor dot com trying to get that wrapped up it's like uh uh eight days of uh lessons delivered to your inbox that step you through how to build an app from nothing using meteor. And the great part is like, I've tried to turn it into a guided journey where people are learning, you know, I highlight code and um, like open source code they can look at that kind of accomplishes, Uh, The same thing that they've done so they can learn to read other people's code. And then I also point out like where they should be reading in the docs to kind of learn more about this particular piece that we're working on. And then I give them like two or three goals uh, for actually building this functionality for this app. And uh, at the end of the eight days, they should be able to have a functional kind of UX functional application for inviting people to parties. So been fun but it's been my focus for uh yesterday and today that's awesome yeah all right still no questions so i guess we'll uh wrap it up so thanks for for coming on rishi and uh i look forward to
1: thank you for letting me
0: yeah yeah i look forward to more this week of meteor stuff so keep it up don't don't drop the ball don't pull an (laughs) aeronota i don't plan to yeah he was doing this for a while but uh i think his plate's pretty full so it's awesome to see someone else kind of taking up the mantle and seems like you're digging even deeper than Aeronota was. So super awesome. Thanks for watching guys. Uh, tune in next week to the live show. We do it every Friday at 3.30 or you can check out meteorpodcast.com. You can subscribe there or you can search for uh meteor podcast in iTunes. I actually started uh, just today. We did a, a little Apprentice session where we're working on new new Meteor podcast website too. So, building that in Meteor, and uh, hopefully we can get everything transitioned off of Podbean without any interruption. So that'll be probably in the next two weeks as well. So, all right, thanks guys.